You're listening to The Doctor's Companion, brought to you by InStockTrades.com and DCBService.com. Penultimate episode of uh, of of, of uh, the Doctor's Companion this week. Uh, our week, <laughs> our week, our week long, uh, <laughs> our week long marathon of uh, the Doctor's Companion as we make our way through the key to time, which, as you guessed it, means we're on the penultimate episode. Uh, I'm Scott Corelli, and I'm Matt Smith, but I'm not that Matt Smith. <laughs> how 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 are things? Good. They're fine. They're all right. They're all right. Good. We're uh, we're penultimating today, so that's uh, that that's nice. And uh, yeah. I'm not gonna say the hammer drop, but the hammer dropped. But we'll get there in a second. <laughs> uh, well, you guys should know. Uh, if for some crazy reason this is your first episode, um, we're from MindRobber.net, which is the home side of Mind Robber Productions, where we talk about all the things on podcasts, uh, like this one. The Doctor's Companion, as we mentioned before. Uh, this is the show where we talk about Doctor Who, and in this case, uh, The Key to Time, uh, Part 5. Um, <laughs> then there's The Mind Robbers Versus, uh, which is the the, the show where we, uh, we, we, we pick a TV show we like, and we talk about every episode of that TV show in little 15 to 20 minute chunks that come out three times a week. Um, currently we're alternating between Superman, the animated series and Batman, the animated series, uh, very soon next month. In fact, we're jumping ship and moving on to Batman beyond, um, and continuing through justice league, justice league unlimited. And then, uh, Veronica Mars in time for the Veronica Mars movie next year. Woo. Woo. Um, and speaking of movies, that's also the podcast where we sometimes uh, review uh, big movies that come out. Um, and, and sometimes there's, some are bigger than others. Uh, in the case of this past week, um, you may have noticed uh, popping up in the Mind Robbers versus feed, the Mind Robbers versus Pacific Rim. Um, so listen to that. Listen to that. And if you didn't see that movie, uh, you should see it. If you're a Doctor Who fan, there's really no reason you shouldn't have seen that movie. Um uh, and then the Mind Robbers, our flagship podcast, uh, where we talk about, you know, whatever else we want to talk about. If you like our shows, uh, please review them on iTunes. If you have questions, comments, concerns, or any other sort of cool thing you might feel like sharing, you can email those to us at podcastmindrobber.net. If you want to start a discussion, hit the comments, leave a comment, we'll comment back. Boom, discussion. And then um, most of all, most important, uh, tell your friends. <laughs> tell them about us, please. Please. We could use more listeners because, you know, one wouldn't we, honestly. I, I, would I there... will not be happy until the entire world is listening to our podcast. <laughs> Even the people who don't watch Doctor Who. Yeah. Um, make, make them listen. Make them listen. We're, we're, we're bringing them all together. Um, <laughs> so today we're talking about, as I mentioned, the penultimate uh, story in the key to time, uh, this being the power of crawl. And um, uh, there are things to talk about. Um, but first... 
How about maybe there's some background significance for this particular story? Yes. Uh, the power of Kroll. Um, the unsightly blemish on the career of Robert Holmes. Um, uh, this is the, like you said, the penultimate story of the key to time. This was actually a late commission. Um, they had uh, George Reed, not George Reed. God, that's awful. Um, Anthony Reed, <laughs> the script editor and Graham Williams were looking for uh, six stories for the key to time and they couldn't find a sixth story. And uh, when they had one of the fifth, which was the, seal, the Shield of Zanak, which turned into Androids of Terror, written by David Fisher, they still needed the last one, and they were running out of time. So they're like, eh, let's ask Robert Holmes, because he's an old hand, uh, and he can get stuff done, and he can make something that is producible. So Robert, so they ask Robert Holmes to write a story, uh, and they say, uh, we want you to do two things. One, we want you to make it not funny. Uh, Rebos Operation was skating the line, but too much comedy, too funny. No more funny. Uh, and then they <laughs> actually a thing that was said. And number two, uh, and then they um, went in the completely opposite direction the very next season. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, <laughs> let's hire Douglas Adams. Um, uh, and then the second thing that they said was Anthony Reed was just like, let's do something big. I want you to make the biggest monster ever in Doctor Who. Just the biggest. So Robert Holmes says, okay. Walks off, turns in a story that is ridiculously expensive and really hard to produce. Uh, it was originally supposed to be the fourth story, but they swapped it with Androids of Terror because Androids of Terror was much easier uh, to produce and ready to go. Uh, so they blew the budget on Power of Crawl. Brought in a director named Norman Stewart, who we might remember as the director from Underworld, and turned in what was apparently the last Robert Holmes story of Doctor Who ever. Um, Robert Holmes, after this, like uh, had not planned to ever write for Doctor Who again. Um, at all, and to put this into context, um, he was really burnt out, and if you watch this story, you can really tell that he's really burnt out, because it's pretty phoned in, but um, just to put this into context, this was not only the second story that he'd done this season, this is the third story that he'd done in two seasons, and the se and the three seasons before that, he had script edited, and then before that, he had written uh, four stories in five, no, four stories in five five years and then two the year before that so this is like the 11th straight year of robert holmes doing doctor who and only one of those seasons he didn't participate in with throwing in a story and for a bunch of those seasons he had written two stories um so like for seasons 12 13 and no for 13 14 and 16 he had contributed two stories and then he contributed two stories in season six so wow. uh the guy's a machine, and the guy's burnt out, and he really intended to never return, uh, and wouldn't return until Caves of Androzani some however many years later, um, but this is it for him, mm. and uh, that's kind of why this story is really significant, because this is what it looks like when when Robert Holmes just kind of doesn't care, uh, when he's really phoning it in, and that's why I think it's really interesting to look at. Oh, and it's where the key to time suddenly becomes a massive failure, so let's talk about it. Um, okay, but before we do, uh, I want to remind you that today's episode is brought to you by InStockTrades.com, where you can purchase any paperback, hardcover, omnibus, or absolute edition at 35 to 45% off, plus new release specials at 50% off every week. And remember, all orders over $50 get free shipping. So thanks to InStockTrades.com. Go there and buy some comics. Um, okay, The Power of Kroll. Uh, so from now on, I texted you this, but from now on, uh, whenever I'm being dismissive of Avatar, I'm just going to call it a remake of The Power of Crawl. <laughs> and no one will know what I'm talking about. Um, 
So, uh, yeah, this is this is uh, Robert Holmes doing um, uh, Cowboys versus Indians, essentially. Yep. Um, and not in like a like I don't think this story is bad. Like I just think it's really forgettable, which is unfortunate because there are, there are moments throughout it where you can hear how smart the writer is. Um, mm-hmm. just the way people talk to each other and like, there's, there's a nonchalantness to his, uh, dialogue that I don't think is matched by anyone else in classic who, um, uh, he's really good at introducing characters we've never met before for his, this particular story and letting you get to know their personality within the first scene they're in. And then you just kind of know them and then, and then that's it. Um, and I don't think he, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think he, uh, scaled back on that in this story at all. Like I thought all of the characters were pretty enjoyable. It's just that he didn't, um, I don't know. The story is just, it's, it's just, Swamp people versus uh, like military sciencey business people. Uh, that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're just they're like they're raping the swamp people's land for fuel stuff. And um, there's a giant squid monster, uh, which is like straight out of Watchmen, mm-hmm. um, or or would be I guess like six years later. Um, (laughs) um, but I, you know, I don't know. I didn't, I don't, I don't hate, I liked this a lot more than I, I did the first time I watched it. Um, which between this and Android invasion or or Android, Android invasion. What am I talking about? Androids of Terra. Androids of Terra. Um, thank you. Uh, between this and Androids of Terra, these are the two stories that I remember the most from watching this the first time through. Mm -hmm. Um, and I hated this. I hated this uh, when I watched it the first time. Uh, I was so bored. Um, this time I was less bored. Uh, still kind of bored, especially knowing that who it's written by. Um, no, by based on who it's written by, this is the most bored I've ever been watching one of Robert Holmes' stories. Yes. Um, but I still saw a lot of Holmes in this. Uh and it, there are moments in this where he, where you can tell he's just like, oh, here's where I'm going to do King Kong. Um, <laughs> you know, just, just there's, there's a lot of homages in this, I think. Yes. And I feel like he, I, I feel like that's what the story is. Is it's just he, he just like how many homages can I fit into to, to one story so that I can turn this around as quickly as possible? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, that's kind of what it feels like. Because uh, you can you can definitely tell his brain is fried. Um, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Because uh, there's not there's not a whole lot of like new ideas here. It's a lot of stuff that you've seen in lots of other media, um, uh, just sort of mashed together into uh, a somewhat cohesive story. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's um, I don't know. It's just very generic Doctor Who. Yes. Ultimately. Yes. Um, that's that's kind of where I come out with it for. Like, I don't think this is awful. Like, I don't think mm-hmm. this is offensive. This mm-hmm. is an underworld bad. 
but the problem is that it is written by Robert Holmes, and you just, like, I mean, not only do we know that he can do better, and not only have we seen him do better, it's like, we saw him do better just four stories ago. We saw him do better on Sunday, and right. it's like, wh- like, why? Like, I just, I watch this, and I just, like, it's funny, because I was watching this, and for some reason, I got just the sense of the way that he structures story. Um, there's a part where, like, the way it starts is you start with them on a mining ship. They start with the miners on the mining platform, and then you cut to the Doctor and Romana, and then you cut to, like, the Swampies and the and the dude who's helping them. And just the cut to the Swampies and the dude helping them just felt very Robert Holmesy to me. It felt very classic Doctor Who to me. It felt, like structurally exactly what he does the mm. problem is i'm watching it and it just doesn't feel special um because i'm like oh this is clearly written by robert holmes but it's i mean it's written by robert holmes who just doesn't care anymore the guy who's just like he's not allowed to do anything that's super fun and you can tell when he's able to do the things that are super fun like the giant tentacle monsters something that you can tell that he likes or the cowboys and indians aspect of it all is like a sort of fun thing but there are just scenes that go on for too long there are captures that go on for too long there are just it's just so bitter like it's just so bitter in a way that isn't that isn't great you can tell that he's just not having fun anymore compare Mm -hmm. it simply to rebos operation and you can just see how much fun he's having in rebos like he is just Mm -hmm. having the time of his life writing that story and here not so much and it's stark it is shocking and it is really just sad where it's one of those things where it's like look I know that the writing suffers on this show after Holmes leaves until basically Holmes comes back with few exceptions, but I would rather Robert Holmes not write for Doctor Who than him continue on as he is doing this and him stepping away from the program and knowing that this is him at his most burnt out at his like, I've, I just can't do this anymore is a really good move for him. It's just unfortunate that he had to produce this to realize it. Um, and I mean that's kind of where I come out with it because I mean, mm-hmm. compare it to Baker Martin as as I've seen other people do, and it's like if Baker Martin had produced something like this, this would easily be their best story, like easily. But oh, the problem, yeah. but the problem is like we hold Robert Holmes to such a high standard that when he drops the ball, it really hurts. And like I mean, I'm just listening to the way that you talk about it, and it's just like I just feel so defeated by it. Like I feel defeated mm-hmm. in the way that he is defeated, where it's like you come into Power Crawl and you want to love it, like you. Because you, first of all, you don't want to spend 100 minutes hating yourself, but it's just so lazy. It's just so, so lazy. And like, I mean, yeah, his characters are really good and he always writes really good characters, but the rest of the plot is just, just dull. I mean, you get to the end of part three and like I live tweeted, I was like, I was like, oh my God. How was that not episode four? And not in a Caves of Androzani way. Like, that was in a, wow, I just spent that whole episode thinking that that was it. And uh, and you texted me exactly the same thing. We're like, mm-hmm. it's it just, it's so, it's dull. It's just dull beyond what it needs to be. And that's just, mm-hmm. it's just sad. And you can tell that, you can almost see the frustration in someone like Tom Baker, um, who is doing okay in the story, but is asked to do some really weird things, and is just kind of like going for just angry. I don't like Tom Baker. Tom Baker here, um, the bit where he fixes the machine at the end is um is really proof of that, where he lifts up the panel and he's gonna attach the two wires when it hits zero. Like it just feels he just feels angrier here. He feels more bitter, and compare that. Um, Compare how he is here to how he is in, like, Rebos or 
God, any other story this season. And you can tell he's having a good time with it. Like, you can actually tell he's doing some good work. He's having a good time. He's fairly entertaining. But here, I don't I don't think he's that entertaining. I think that Robert Holmes asked him to do some really weird things where it's like, I don't know. That's, that, Holmes has a really good beat on the Doctor in a way that other writers don't. And this has him screaming in a weird way. Um, which I don't... <laughs> I don't know what that is. Uh, I just don't know what it is. Um, I don't know. I just, um, eh. <laughs> I mean, I, I just, I don't like, it, uh, it's hard to, for me to be, uh, I don't know. I like, I don't think there's, I don't, I, I don't know if there's a better way to tell the story that he's telling mm-hmm. in this. Um, because unfortunately, like the, the cowboys versus uh cowboys versus indians analogy has been used over and over and over again um in media mm-hmm. and i just don't know what it, like there's nothing new to offer that story mm-hmm. um there's just not and uh i don't think he offered it anything new i mean at most um, you know, maybe in in seventy eight when this aired, um, maybe at that time the idea of doing a uh, a uh, science fiction take on cowboys versus Indians um, was like this drastic crazy thing that no one had ever thought of. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, we have Avatar now, so it doesn't. <laughs> um, we have Avatar now and, and probably other things uh, that I'm not even thinking of. Um, so we've seen this idea redone uh, in other genres a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, it's weird because it's like the company that's in The Power of the Kroll is just so much like uh, Avatar. It's bizarre. And then you have the one guy, the older gentleman, that is a lot like Giovanni Ribisi's character. Um, where he's all about the bottom line. Um, <laughs> yes. And it's just, it's, it's, it's very strange. Um, uh, a lot of similarities. Um, we do, I do, the guy that um, uh, is cast as the, the guy that's like selling the weapons to the Swampies. Yes. The gun runner guy. Um, he's pretty good until he needs to pretend that he's doing something then he's awful (laughs) um like you can tell that he just feels silly and so he just doesn't do it uh there's that that scene where they're on the uh the plant stretcher torture device thing um the thing that's like pulling them apart and the doctor and uh romana are both like really like acting what that would feel what that would be like you know, and you have Romana saying the thing where she feels like her spine, uh, her her vertebrae feel like beads on an elastic, uh, an elastic string that's getting stretched. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's very specific. And you can see the pain in her body language and everything. Yes. And then, of course, you know, Tom Baker's being Tom Baker. Um, <laughs> but then the other guy is just like, oh, yeah, no, this totally hurts you guys. Um, <laughs> like he's like not he's not. Yo, he was not good at pretending. Um, I also don't know, like, it, I was disappointed that K9 wasn't in this. Yes. Um, 
Although it did give us that great moment at the very, very end where the doctor's just like, K-9, get back, get back. <laughs> when he gets to the TARDIS as if K-9 would like run up to him um, like a dog does when you come home. Um, I don't know. It's just there's like there's little things in this that are interesting. Um, the Swampies are not interesting. Um, they're just they look like. Uh, mini Lou Ferrigno's with uh, uh, like Rasta hair, like hair braids, um, which is very strange. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Well, it's funny you mentioned the Swampies because one, they jazzercise, which I remember the first time I watched this, I was like, I was like, oh yeah, they jazzercise. (laughs) No, they jazzercise. Like they're doing that for a while. Um, And by that, I mean, you know what's you know what's so funny about that scene is I was. I, I was watching that scene and I was like, I was like, oh, Douglas Adams probably watched this and was like, ah, where were those extras during my story? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I had three guys and another guy. Like, not cool. Uh, I, I had seven people and an eighth walked in. What the hell? Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's not. I mean it's 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 silly. I agree. It's like where were they? Uh, <laughs> correct answer: probably washing the green stuff off their skin. And why do I say that? Because they got one that wasn't water. They got a green paint for people's skin that wasn't water soluble. And um, the guy who brought it to set on on location forgot to bring off, to bring the the stuff that would um that would rub it off like the solvent. But, and so all the people who dressed up in green were green for weeks after this story. Um, Oh my God. <laughs> which makes me, which makes me just laugh. Cause it's just like, Oh, and this is why this is one of those stories where it's like, uh, you know, when extras where, where the, where the, where his agent is, where Ricky Gervais's agent is just like, don't do Dr. Who. It'll be the death of your career. And then he does Dr. Who. That, that's a case of that's why. Um, <laughs> Because you'll end up looking like green for a really long time. Um, Does that happen on extras or no? Uh, what do you mean the green? No, the the Doctor Who thing. That's the thing that happens. Yeah, in the finale, he uh, he does a, he does a guest bit on Doctor Who as an as an alien. Oh, a slug who froths at the mouth. It's worth seeing, really, especially <laughs> because you have David Tennant in the scene, just like reacting like ah ah. It's really funny. Um, oh my god it's pretty it's pretty great um but yeah i mean like that's you're right it doesn't bring anything new and it's not even like it's a send-up but it's a send-up in a way that isn't interesting like compare something like this to um uh brain of morbius which is a frankenstein send-up which is playing Mm -hmm. with frankenstein conventions in tons of interesting ways like this doesn't do any of that the closest you get is that one guy getting the spirit of the chest at the end um Mm -hmm. Which isn't which isn't much of anything, um, and it's just I mean it's just really sad. Uh, also, uh, you said that you've never seen a Robert Holmes story you're more bored by. Uh, wait for Space Pirates. Space Pirates is like this, but six episodes. Um, oh, I forgot I forgot that was his. Yeah. <laughs> so do so I. it's so it's this Space Pirates and uh, the two Doctors are the ones that are not great, right? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are those are the those are the three. Um, two doctors being the the least bad of the three. Yeah, two doctors is two fantastic second episodes brought down by an awful first episode. Um, ah, 
Yeah. Right. Because I love I love episodes two and three of the two doctors. It's the first one that I really just can't stand. Um, but yeah, I mean, like that's the that's the thing about this. I mean, uh, stuff I like. I really like Kroll itself. Like people are like that effect looks awful. I'm like it doesn't look that bad. Like. No, it doesn't look great. It's hardly. I love it's, hardly it's very affecting. Um, mm-hmm. and I love when Kroll. I love when Kroll pulls that dude through the pipe. Oh, that's so great! <laughs> Just, oh, it's so oh, wonderful. that is the best. That's like one of my favorite cliffhangers visually. Yeah. I just think. like, just like, ah! and it's like, and he's just his feet are just like dangling out of the pipe. <laughs> It's so perfect. So funny. It's so perfect. Um, uh, and, and I, I like love when- that. I love that the uh, the the the. The key to time segment now gives things superpowers. <laughs> Finally, right? Yeah. Finally. It's, um, it's like Meteor Rock on Smallville. Yeah. <laughs> and I love that. But like even that revelation at the end that Kroll is the is the segment is just it just feels lazy. Like it just feels like just so bog standard in a way that everything else like in the way that you'd expect the key to time to feel standard. Um uh, it's just it's it's arguably the most boring segment of all of them, just because it's like well, mm-hmm. uh, um, but I mean there's I mean that's I mean that's the thing it's just like it's just a an unfortunately it, lazy story. Uh, it's very much like um, I forget, I think it was Sailor Moon when they would destroy the monster and then this little thing would be left behind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's what it feels <laughs> like. I also I also love that dead squid at the end, and they're just like nah, sucks. and then they walk away yeah Uh, oh the other thing that i forgot to mention in the background (laughs) is that um uh graham williams got really sick on this episode like he was really 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 sick so he had to kind of step away for a few weeks so he was replaced by uh anthony reed the script editor uh uh, blake seven producer david maloney who is a very uh, accomplished doctor who director i think he directed um what was it war games deadly assassin towns of wing chang that guy Um, oh, good, good lord! Ge- Genesis of the Daleks, that guy. So that explains why Norman <laughs> Stewart doesn't suck here. Uh, and uh, a young production unit manager named John Nathan Turner. So this is like the first thing that he kind of ghost produced. <laughs> so, uh... Uh, just an interesting thing. Just an interesting thing to uh, to uh, <laughs> to mention there. And um, suddenly, the Swampy's outfits make some sort of sense. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, Nathan Turner, man, he loves his outfits. Um, <laughs> But I mean, and that's, I mean, but that's, that's why Power of Kroll is like, it's just, it's just a letdown. It's also, I mean, it's not fun. Like the story is just yeah. not fun in the way that like every other story in the season has been like, even the pirate planet for all its faults and, and weaknesses was at least fun. Um, this is not, uh, this is just, this is just dour and bitter. And I mean, you could just tell that he didn't even have enough story to paper over a hundred a hundred minutes like episodes in this are like 22 minutes long and they feel long well i mean the dr romana and the the gun runner are are trapped on that uh that stretching device for the almost the entirety of part three yeah which yeah (laughs) yeah god um there was there was one other thing that I forgot to mention I wanted to mention but I forgot to write it down which was the um there was a really great joke at one point in this that just actually made me laugh but I forget what it was um but it was pretty great um mm. but it wasn't very much Also Robert Holmes had no idea how to end this. Oh god, he had no idea how to end this. It had it had like six endings. Yeah. Well, got to pat like, it Carl's out. defeated and I have the key to time. And I'm threatening the threatening the key to time with these with these people. And I'm sicking them on you. 
and we're going back to the ship and we found a, another squid and we're walking more toward the ship and now we're back on the TARDIS. Yeah. And like, like it's, it's literally like every, every beat for the last like three minutes of this feels like an ending. Yeah. There and is, just there is, keeps going. there's a shocking amount of lack of elegance in this, especially yeah. for Holmes. And like, that's, I mean, that's the problem. That's why, yeah. that's why this is the problem just because it's, I don't know. I, it's, it's a, I mean, it, I'm so glad, like, can you imagine if this was the last thing he ever worked on? Like if we, I mean, Ugh. if one, if we didn't have caves, huge tragedy, but if this was the last thing, like this is the last thing that we would know him for, like, that would be awful. Like, that'd be so sad. Um, I'm glad he came back, but I'm good that he stepped away so we didn't get, cause could you imagine something that's more complacent than this? Like I would hate it. I would hate mm-hmm. it so much. Um, ugh. unfortunate, unfortunate. Yeah. Well, you know, he took, uh, he took, uh, what, six years off? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, six years off and then comes back with caves. Yeah, worth it. Worth it. Worth it. Worth it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, before we wrap up, I want to remind you that today's episode is also brought to you by DCBService.com, which is the site that lets you pre-order all your monthly comic book statues, action figures, anything you can get from a local comic book shop. You place your orders three months in advance with monthly discount specials up to 75% off and regular discounts of 40% off. You ship as often as you like with orders as large or small as you like. You only pay six ninety five in flat rate shipping. Replace your local comic book shop and start buying your stuff through dcbservice.com. Um, tomorrow, 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 tomorrow's the day. Oh, tomorrow, God. tomorrow uh, is the day in which we talk about Matt's vote for the very worst episode of Doctor Who ever made. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Armageddon factor and 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 the uh, the wrap up of the key to time. The story's so bad it ruined Bob Baker and Dave Martin, like that, <laughs> which is saying something. Yeah, because the, the last wow. story they ever worked on, uh, Bob Baker returns one more time, but the story is so bad that they were just like, "Well, we're done. We're done." Like yeah. this is their power of cruel. Like that's <laughs> that's where we're going with this. Wow. And I just I. I have I have waited a very long time to not rewatch this, and I'm really sad that that wait is over. Um, oh God, I'm not I'm not looking forward to it. All six episodes of that behemoth, boo, boo. <laughs> uh, oh well, that's next. Boo. Tomorrow, tomorrow. Uh, in the meantime, follow us on Twitter. I'm twitter.com slash Scott Corelli. Also, Scott commentary. Uh, Matt, where are you? I'm Twitter.com slash uh, 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 Gungan. Also, alternate Twitter account at GD Commentary. Uh, hilarious because I actually forgot that was my Twitter handle for a minute, <laughs> which is funny because it's never been anything else. Um, no. So, Twitter.com slash Gungan. Also, Twitter.com slash GD Commentary, which is where you can find me live tweeting things like the, the newsroom, which I think is back. Uh, and I think we live tweeted it. I'm not sure, but. The plan was that we would, so mm-hmm. we'll see how that goes. We probably did. Um, also, my blog, classicalgallifrey.blogspot.com, where I have blogged all of Doctor Who. Uh, interesting thing about the power of Kroll. Two things. One, I didn't do the blog for it. That was done by uh, Cassandra. Uh, and uh, number two, power of Kroll. Like, the second most read article ever on that, on that, on the, on the, on that blog. Weird. Why? I don't know. I Like, it's always been... Like, number one or number two. I think The Five Doctors has recently just surpassed it, but it's just, like, why? For obvious reasons. Right. Well, I mean, everyone wants to know what you have to think about the 
the five doctors, but power of crawl. Yeah. Like it's, uh, it's currently comfortably sitting at number two between the five doctors at number one and the movie at uh, number three. So I don't know oh, why, movie. like to this day, I will never understand why it has so many views. It doesn't make any sense. Doesn't. You must be linked on some website somewhere. I, I guess, but I would see that link traffic and I don't see that link traffic. So mm. I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't know. All right. Uh, tomorrow. Armageddon Factor. God help us all. Bye. Bye.